Hey, uh, welcome to uh, another installment of Theology Jam, and I'm here again with my good friend Matthew Burkholder, and, and it's been a while since we've gotten to do this. Like, yeah. We've been off a, a number of weeks, so it kind of feels good to be behind the mics again, and, uh, mm. and I'm kind of excited about this particular topic. Um, can I just say up front, this is going to sound very doom and gloom and very negative to start, but I want you to hang in there with us, those of you that are listening, because there's some really encouraging things that are coming at the end of this, but we got to sort of set the stage, right. if, if, if you want to put it that way. Um, I know I've been greatly encouraged, uh, which I'm kind of surprised to be encouraged uh, considering the last number of years, it's been very doom and gloom, right? Not just for the church, but for Christianity altogether, right? Okay. Yeah, and I mean, we've we've talked a lot on here about a lot of the some of the issues that are facing the church, right? And uh, so I think you know it'll be it'll be good to have a little bit of positive okay. uh, messages here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's let's highlight what's, what's been going on. Um, we've uh, okay. We've gone through COVID. And that whole dumpster fire of how it divided the church between masks, no masks, vaccines, right. no vaccines, shutdowns, no shutdowns. Um, you know, it, it was like a three-step uh, divisive, you know, pr- process that uh, I'm I'm glad we're we're out of from that standpoint. But that really unnerved a lot of people. Uh, about about faith, and then we had so many leaders who have shipwrecked yeah. themselves because yeah. of you know whatever immorality and and other difficulties. So that's kind of taken wind out of the proverbial sails. Then what else have we had? We've had uh, deconstruction mm-hmm. being a big part of the narrative when it comes to. Yeah. Christian faith, and what else? What else have we been hit with? Well, I mean, we I, you sort of touched on it a little bit, but like, you know, uh, you know, a lot of us have felt the loss of people who have gone through that process. Yeah, right? and our, you know, people have left yeah. church. They didn't. They didn't. Some people didn't um, come back and sort of had this sort of, um, oftentimes a very public sort of deconstruction process or deconversion process would be. True yeah. of a lot of people as well. Um, yeah, I don't. I. I mean, we we talked about the sort of this underbelly fundamentalist movement that is sort of growing within Canada that gives a little bit of a, you know, ugly taste in our mouth for. Yeah. Then yeah yeah the 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 rise of Christian nationalism. Right. Uh, yeah. I know U.S. has it more prominently, but we're seeing you know mm-hmm. um, it sort of take root here. Uh, which is another very negative, uh, we talked about it last podcast, but a very negative component. Um, and then is it fair to talk about um, angry atheists or atheism as, as, a, as a cultural phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that, I mean started when I was quite like quite young right mm. uh, um, I my whole life has sort of had 
you know, um, sort of this movement and sort of these voices is sort of this very uh, critical of of Christianity and religion in general. Um, and that certainly had a an impact on on us as a society and a culture. And um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll probably chat a little bit about that, but that seems to not be as prominent as it used to be. No, no. But I, but I, but I think the fallout from it is that there's a lot of people who, you know, come under the category of none. Right. When, yeah. when we're looking at religion, we're looking at faith. And, and in fact, I, I think even in the pop, popular media, the, the portrayal of anybody who's religious in any way, shape and form is, is, is almost a, a mocking kind of uh, portrayal of what it means to be a person we're, we're, we're either weak or you know or something wrong with us intellectually or right. you know and and then science on top of that okay so there's a lot of um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of barbs coming yeah our yeah, way yeah. You know, um, I, I see, I, I see you're, you're pondering. No, it's, 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 there's a lot of, I guess you've just sort of highlighted things within the church, things without the, like from without, from within, um, you know, it's, you know, I think we've all felt that pressure. I, I mean, a lot of us who are still trying to, you know, work through our faith and, and hold on to our faith and, you know, a lot of, you know, like someone like me, I want to be involved with the church. I want to, I want to work, um, with students and future pastors and, um, you know, just feeling the, some of the general discouragement or the general sort of frustration or dis- disappointment or hostility or criticism. Um, it can, you know, it can get pretty, pretty heavy after, after a while, um, yeah, yeah, the attacks can get pretty tiring. Like, right, you can you can start doubting yourself. You can start wondering if this faith thing is real. You know, or if you know if you've been following something that is, you know, I following something that is, you know, not not helpful or, or, or doesn't do what it claims right. to give you. And I think, I think that's where a lot of people struggle, right? Yeah. I mean, all of us want to be involved with something that we think is making the world better. I yeah. mean, most people make choices, uh, you know, to, to sort of, you know, what we believe is good and right and true. And we want to, we want to believe that those things are, uh, having a positive impact in people's lives. And I, we can certainly probably, you and I both could probably attest to the, the, you know, the power of the gospel in people's lives and the way a community of faith can transform, transform people's lives, um, and be a extremely positive force in the world. And it, and it, but it also is, can be discouraging when, uh, you hear the stories of the people who have, experience sort of like, uh, spiritually abusive churches or, you know, feeling, you know, disfranchised or, or isolated or all all those sort of toxic elements. And I think, 
you know, we, I think we have a responsibility as Christians to sort of, to, to, to be honest with ourselves, to call those things out, to work those things through, um, and take them seriously and really be determined to, to, you know, um, work towards, uh, faith and community and Christianity, uh, that is going to be true to that sort of good news, right? That it, it, it is and can be in, in, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then isn't that the argumentation of you know the atheists and and those that you know uh, see the church as a as a negative influence? It talks about all the you know uh, you know abuse, right? And you know the way that it excludes certain groups, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you know, actually, you know, Jesus came to humanize us. I've I've always liked the idea that. Jesus came to make us all that God intended us to be human, right? From a human standpoint, and yet, you know, there, you know, there are people that can claim very, you know, very, very powerfully from a historical standpoint that the church has dehumanized a lot of people right. in in a negative way. So that's. That that in and of itself is is discouraging. There's some of the arguments that are that are you know thrown against the church right. that are are valid or absolutely valid. Yeah, I think it's and it's it does does us all uh, a disservice if we sort of pretend like there's no validity to sort of the experiences that people have had. And it, it's just it is it is a challenge because um, you know we 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 talk about the Bible being weaponized a lot on the podcast. Right. Yeah, and so, yeah. but, and you know, you can see the, you can see people using the Bible to hurt people. And, but then you also read someone like James Cone or like Martin Luther King, or, um, you know, I've, I've read a lot of, uh, like feminist theologians who are like using the Bible to sort of challenge the abuses of power in yeah. society or, yeah. you know, seeing the, the, the cross of Christ as a, as a powerful image to sort of inspire, uh, the disenfranchisement of, you know, uh, minorities in society. So there's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, that's, I think that's that, I think that's a testimony to the power of religious, the religious idea, right? Like, um, ideas are powerful things and religion is a powerful thing. And it can be extremely potent in in inspiring people towards hope and towards love and faith and liberty and grace. But likewise, because it is so powerful when it's abused, yeah, it can really harm people in profound ways. Um, you know that we we've talked about you know the like the spiritual abuses or the you know, the purity culture eras or the, you know, uh, you know, there's lots of different, different ways, but I don't, I don't think, you know, at least in my thinking, uh, I don't think it really is the best thing to sort of then remove the sort of faith from, uh, life, right? I think faith is an important part of life. And just because it's powerful and can be abused doesn't mean that it's not still something that is valuable and worth pursuing and worth wrestling through and articulating and understanding. 
And um, I don't know if we, are we going to kind of talk about, do you want to talk about the, you know, you mentioned the sort of new atheism and we were, yeah. we were talking about uh, a podcast that um, you were listening to and sort of discussing how that, a lot of that has fizzled out. And I, I don't know, are you sensing that as well in your sort of read on the conversation? Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm seeing a number of things in my interactions with people is um, there's an openness, even, you know, it, it, okay, we, we had this period of time with the angry atheists and, and you know, the Hitchens and Harris's and, and all that, all, you know, and, and it had a lot of traction. You know, it really, uh, there was a lot of people getting behind them, but, but it just seemed to fizzle out really quickly. And like, why? why? Why did it fizzle out so quickly? Why is it that, you know, these, these people that were making these arguments against the church and, and why it wasn't a positive force in culture and all the negative things, so many people got behind it. And then all of a sudden, the, the whole credibility of the movement seemed to evaporate. And it didn't mean that people suddenly weren't atheists anymore, right. but they just didn't accept the kind of rhetoric or the extremism. Maybe, maybe that's the way to look at it, is this, that new atheism was kind of very extreme. In fact, it was almost as um, extreme on the one end from the fundamentalism that you know, religion was, was sort of uh, in danger. Right. That's a dangerous part of religion. And, and, and now I'm talking to atheists who at least are open to talking about faith in a positive way. Right. And it's like what the new atheism or science has really wrestled with and not fully um, sort of been able to, to get past is how how do we find meaning in life right what about purpose what about identity all all those kinds of things right, right? the new atheist just seemed to not be able to manage the deep questions and longings that people had right and i mean when you look at it from a, a like a purely philosophical um sort of perspective atheism is simply the rejection of god yeah Right, like yeah. it's not actually a, um, it's not a worldview. It's not necessarily a belief system. It's a, it's a, re, it's a, ah, uh, no, yeah, God, right? So it's it's, I mean, you can debate about whether it's a positive claim or not, but it it sort of has left all those other questions aside. It's really it's really a it's a it's a it's a negative claim about the existence of God, and. Um, I think that's that's sort of, you know, if you were sort of, I, I'm spec. This is pure speculation, but if you were sort of looking into sort of the sort of new atheist movement, and you were sort of wondering about things like meaning or purpose or value or morality, um, and if you were expecting that atheism to sort of speak to those things, it's not really going to, no. right? No, no it's, it's not going to, and it's not necessarily even intended to. And I think honest, honest atheists recognize that. Yeah, right? and that there's no real, there is no real uniformity to it. 
and um, you know maybe it was a bit of a maybe it was a bit of a pipe dream to think that this 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 thing could have legs and sort of uh, shape the world uh, and society and in, in, in w- when it comes to those issues of meaning and purpose. Um, and I, I've noticed too, like, like you said, I think you're right on, right on point there. Um, I know people who, who are atheists who are like very intelligent people and they'll say, you know, like I recognized that this stuff sounded like fundamentalism of a different kind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And sort of like, so, um, you know, when you sort of get some distance from it all and you sort of look at it and you, you, you know, uh, the podcast you shared with me, uh, Theology in the Raw, was yeah. what's was sort of the genesis, I think, for some of this. For some of this, yeah. 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 You know, like you, you listen to, um, they were talking about uh, Richard Dawkins, right? And you listen to sort of the way he um, understands Christianity, right? It, it's very like... Uh, there's not a lot of depth to his knowledge oh, of, yeah. of theology. He Very doesn't, really, doesn't really care about theology. He sort of makes statements that um, don't necessarily make a lot of sense uh, to people who are well-read and well-versed in theology. And that's classic fundamentalism, right? Yeah. Where you don't necess- you don't, you don't, you don't take the time to understand the outside world of your of your little group, and you don't you just sort of put people down and you sort of lob these grenades. And I think people who are, you know, sensitive to that are going to look at that and say, well, I don't, that's not, that's not what I want, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to be known and identify with this group of people who are going to just be a different version of the, of the thing that I think is a problem in society. Yeah. 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 That's well, that's well said. And it just reminds me too, it's like, you know, I have this, I have this personal, um, I don't know if it's a radar or whatever, but I'm always skeptical of any movement or any person that just uh, is constantly communicating what I'm against and as opposed to what, I, what we're for. Right. Uh, that's why, you know, if, if, if you go to a church and all they're talking about, we're against this, we're against this, my, my advice is run as far away <laughs> from that church as possible. Yeah. Like that's... Any anything that identifies politicians that identify, like you know, here's what it was wrong with everything, and not communicate how they're going to fix it, how they're going to make it better, all those kinds of things. I, I you just run in the opposite direction from those kinds, and that's and that's what I think a lot of people uh, finally realized. Yeah, I think I think that's that's extremely valid, and you know, also just recognizing that. Um, you know, faith is a really personal thing to a lot of people. And you, you, you hear people say things like, Hey, you know, I don't believe this, but I don't, I don't want to, to, I don't want to create a, a space where you don't feel like you are free to believe what you want to believe. And I think that's a much more positive, uh, interaction between different groups than, you know, um, you're a moron because you, you believe in the Bible and, and, you know, you, you should feel stupid and ashamed and all that. Right. So, um, I think that's a more positive kind of space for, for honest conversations and dialogue. And I think it, the church can really, the church can learn from that as well. Like you said, you know, um, you know, we didn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, 
it didn't feel nice to have people lob all those things at us, right? No, no. So maybe we should not be doing that to other people, other people as yeah. well, right? So, yeah. 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 Well, you know, uh, but but that's, I guess, as as a transition into the hopeful component of all of this. And the more that I'm I'm reading and seeing, uh, I know there's it's just been overwhelming the last number of years the kind of attacks on Christianity in North America, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what we're starting to see, and I, I think this this may be uh, uh, a key factor that if anybody is in church ministry, if there's anybody listening to this that that is wondering about the hope for Christianity moving forward. Um, I, I, I think the people who saw the faith as valuable enough are the ones that are still contributing, uh, still attending, all of those, still supporting, all of those kinds of things. But from a, a, a major cultural shift, we're seeing far more willingness to interact with uh, the deep truths of Christianity. And I think that's part of, um, I, I think, I, I think the, the, the really encouraging thing moving forward is that um, all of these other things have been tried, tested, and found wanting. And I think if churches acknowledged that there's more cultural openness to the things of God... I think um, that's that's a hopeful thing going forward. You know, uh, I think more people have moved to. I don't think. Um, I, th- I think that one podcast had a. What was it? Only twelve percent identify as full atheists. Right. Of a large percentage of nuns that don't go to church and don't believe. Right. So the biggest category is agnostic. Right. Not necessarily atheists. Atheists will just have all out, don't believe in God, doesn't exist, no right. proof for it, anything, won't accept any of the arguments, ontological argument, whatever you want, you want to you want to make, right? Yeah. But it's more agnostic. Yeah, and that 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 term describes a lot of people, right? Like it, yeah. it can you can, you know, there's agnostic theism, there's agnostic closer to atheism right and i think that is a really i i find that to be a more honest approach to sort of the questions that like if somebody's you know they maybe they can't go all the way and 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 believe in in theism or christianity or put their faith in 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 christ to at least have the acknowledgement that they don't really know yeah and that there's there's an openness like there is an openness like i don't think we really um, I don't think we really appreciate the 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 openness that a lot of people have. Like people, when you start to talk about truth and meaning and purpose and sort of the eschatological reality of yeah. humanity or like some of those really big questions, I think a lot of people want to be open to it. They want to they want to at least have conversations because those those questions they sort of speak to like a lot of the human experience and, and, uh, 
I, yeah, I think I don't, I'm not, I'm not too, I don't, I don't think I'm ever really worried about Christianity because it's, it's been through these things before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's often risen to, uh, you know, risen to a higher almost calling of, you know, interacting and engaging and, and also, um, like caring for people too is a powerful thing that like the church has done uh, when it's at its best. It, and, and, and that is something that even though someone might disagree with us, like philosophically, if they see us as, as people who are caring for, for those in need and, and standing against sort of, in, you know, abuses or imbalances of power or social injustices, they'll least um, be open to us as, as, as people who they'll say, hey, you know, like, I don't agree with you, but I see you yeah. feeding the, you know, feeding the hungry and yeah. clothing, you know, the homeless. And, and, and that's, you know, that's not to say that that's what makes Christianity the Christian, right? Like those are the things we do. I mean, there's a deeper aspect to Christianity. It's, you know, there's, there's faith and there's, you know, belief in, in, in Christ as, as God and, and the savior of the world. And I don't want to say that Christianity is merely the social thing in the world, but, um, I think when people see that, that change, that just, that just changes the way we can talk to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, you know, do you, do you ever, like, don't you ever, don't you love that when you're like, you're talking to somebody and they sort of like aren't a believer, but they know you or they like, and they know the type of person that you are and, and they, they can't, you can't deny somebody's like experience of, Hey, this impacted me. This was a positive thing. This is, this is something that has changed my life for the good. Uh, how, you know, people can't argue with that, nor should they. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm, I'm. On, on a personal level, at least at least for me, I've worked really hard with my non-Christian friends. Um, I really have, and and one thing that they've communicated to me is that we may not agree, but we know for sure that if anything was ever to happen, you're going to be there for us. And we've talked back and forth, and and the same vice versa. Yeah. Same vice versa. I know if anything was to happen to me, I I know the people who would be right there and and be there to help in whatever way they can. And I think that speaks powerfully about the type of environment we need to create in order that we can have these deeper conversations and not make everything so, uh, uh, you know, uh, argumentative and conflict oriented and you're either on my side or not on my side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, I think that in and of itself is what's helping to spur this uh, new kind of environment that I think is being, you know, formulated in our culture. That people are starting to be far more open to to things of things of God. I think that's the. You know, everything you just said previous to that, I think this is the key for many of us to realize moving forward that we have open doors that are starting to become, you know, opportunities for us to 
talk about our faith. Yeah. Do you know where the word agnostic come from? We're doing a theology like, test. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's it's. I know it's an epistemological, like you know, you claim of epistemology, but I don't know the exact like origin of it. No, the etymology of it. No. Yeah, well, I got to remember. I think it was mid eighteen hundreds. A biologist. I'm pretty sure it was a biologist, and I had. An, I'm going to have to verify this because I have it in my notes. But Book of Acts, where Paul is in Athens and he's, he sees the altar of the unknown God. Right. That term is actually in there. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, ag- agnosticism really wasn't a... It's it's far more modern term than, you know, Enlightenment era or anything right. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't remember the biology, but he adopted this as a kind of, and it, and it became more popular, but it actually came out of the book of Acts. Really? Right out of that, that particular passage where Paul's at Athens. Yeah. 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 Cause it's, uh, it's like, I'm going to butcher the Greek, but gnosis is like knowledge, yeah. right? Yeah. And then A obviously is yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, yeah. The, the altar of the unknown no, God, unknown, right? Yeah. And yeah. let me tell you about this God. You right. Know, this, you're, you, you have this altar, this agnostic altar, because you just want to be sure in case God right. exists. Yeah. And uh, which kind of, you know, fuels our, our identity and... And what it means to be agnostic, you're not 100% sure. Right. You're confused by the options. Like, you don't fully believe that, you know, sin is a reality or, you know, all kinds of things that lead to agnosticism. But you're certainly open if uh, to purpose, meaning, value, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you brought up the book of Acts because that's like a really good example of like a Christian person who's interacting, engaging, and yeah. and, and he didn't he didn't go in there... I mean, he's a he's a, a Jewish man uh, who is obviously believes in one God, and now as a Christian, right? As even is sort of uh, you know believing that in a in a stronger way in the person of Christ, he doesn't go in there just blasting everyone right? no. and saying, yeah. "Hey, this altar you have is stupid," yeah, right? Like you're you people, and you shouldn't, you know. He doesn't do that. He actually he actually like bridges it and actually talks to them, um, he recognizes that there's something about their culture or their beliefs that is sort of, um, he could speak to, uh, to the meaning and purpose that they were trying to find or, I I don't know, I always found that, I always found that passage in Acts very, uh, very comforting and and very encouraging and, uh, you know, just a good example of some, of of people exchanging ideas yeah. in a, in a, yeah, I, I, I don't know the background is as probably as well as I should, um, for that, but I mean, that's, that's a good little microcosm of, 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 of the positive exchange of ideas that I think you're sort of getting at too, right? Where people could, we can talk, we can disagree, um, but let's not like just lob grenades at people and, and people, when they're if they're seeking truth and purpose and meaning, they can find that in 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 faith in Christ in God, and uh, so let's not like make it hard for people to find that. Yeah, you know, um, can I tell a little story? Yeah. Last well, last time I was in Athens, we're up on the Parthenon, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, if you're 
uh, around the Oropagus, the, the, the entrance to the Parthenon, if you, if you look straight out, uh, that's where Mars Hill is. Right, and as we were standing there, there was a tour guide uh, over there, and and she asked the the tour that she was leading to turn around, and I was really fascinated because she goes, oh by the way, there's Mars Hill, that is the place where the Apostle Paul, uh, you know, uh, interacted with the philosophers of the day. And in fact, you can get the script of that passage in Acts just as you're going up Mars Hill uh, to do. And I was fascinated at the fact that she, in this day and age, would communicate that, that this is an important place where the Apostle Paul, you know, stood on on that particular hill overlooking the Parthenon and and talked about faith, Um, you know, uh, I want to go, I want to go somewhere else with that too, you know, um, we talked about the book of Acts, and I think in in many ways um, the the posture of the apostle paul is is interesting for us to acknowledge. I've always been fascinated when Paul was going into Athens and he saw all the idols and everything he was grieved by it. It broke his heart that such a such a you know, prominent, uh, you know, a center of the world at that time was so engulfed in idolatry and it broke his heart. And I think that's a, a, a beautiful kind of lesson for us. With all the idolatry going around today, does it break our heart? Mm-hmm. And secondly, when he went into Corinth, he was actually fearful. The only time that you get the sense where the Apostle Paul is praying and he needs encouragement from the Lord going into Corinth because it is, you know, the center of debauchery. It's the Las Vegas of its time. And I always thought that was a really interesting kind of lesson to take back from this man who, you know, was was a, such a faithful and powerful proclaimer of the gospel, you know, entering these two totally different environments and how he responded to those. And yet he still proclaimed the truth, but he did so in two, probably in two environments that we're seeing so closely merged in our culture today. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet that sort of allows us to realize that, you know, there's times that we uh, are grieved by, what's happening. There's times actual, you know, fear of how we're going to sound to people. (laughs) No, that's... Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Like, that's really powerful when, like, to to think about that. And, you know, uh, you know, you mentioned idolatry and sort of idolatry is sort of like the swapping of, of, you know, the worship of self almost swapped out you know, swapping the worship of God for sort of the worship of self. And I think, I think that we're, I think that we see the emptiness of that. Yeah. Right. In the world. And, um, you know, when, when people sort of, you know, they do set up sort of these altars of self and, and worship the self and, and sort of trade sort of the meaning and purpose that we were sort of created to do, you know, 
worship God and enjoy him and the glory of God. And, and, um, you know, I think we need to just hold on strong to, you know, our, our purpose as Christians to worship God and invite others into the worship of God. And, and maybe some of these sort of darker moments in, in the, the church and the culture internally and externally are shaking free some of that idolatry, right? We saw the celebrity pastors fall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. The the sort of the worship of those celebrities and sort of the mega church sort of environment of the, of the, you know, the, the, the glamour and all of that. We've, we've seen some of that sort of been sort of shaken and sort of like collapsed and, and, and we step back and we say, well, you know, that wasn't there. That was just a bunch of people who were celebrating a pastor and worshiping themselves. And, and sometimes we need to go through that. Like we need to grieve and, and experience that before something more meaningful and true can emerge. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think that's, that's the shift to uh, the encouraging side of all of this. So, you know, if, if you've, if you've been part of the, you know, Christianity in the last number of years, you've you've been hit pretty hard with a number of things. But but that's that's what we're hearing too. We're hearing you know far more openness, even of people who are atheists, um, to to the value of faith. Not that it's good, like you know, but there's an openness that I understand from many intellectuals on the theology of Christianity. That hasn't been normal uh, in, in the last uh, number of years. Uh, we're, we're hearing more and more people who are, you know, prominent scientists, prominent even philosophers, uh, prominent, uh, you know, people in higher echelons of society, be it politics, business, whatever. Not not that the average person isn't of value, but we have not seen this upper echelon sort of embrace the reality of faith in in the way that it's being embraced today. Like there's there's this shift to maybe there is something of value, especially um, in following Christ that um, gives my life the meaning I've been looking for that has not been... Uh, communicated very well, but that I'm seeing in a very real way, very real way now. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the encouraging thing that 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 we, you know, there was a time that we didn't have the openness of the dialogue, but I think we are starting to see that in many many ways. So I think God's taken us through this, but I think God's starting to do a a new work in the church that I'm really excited about for the future. How's that? Yeah, I, I agree. You agree? I oh. agree, for what it's worth. For what, <laughs> for what it's worth, yeah. Yeah, so if you're listening to, to this, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what much more to say other than I would have expected after everything that, that happened that the tone would have been more and more the church is not uh, it's is losing even more ground than it ever has right 
That's what you would have expected after all these kind of grenades and, and different attacks that have happened. Mm. But we're starting to see a shift, at least from the things that I'm reading and the things that I'm hearing and, and the people that I'm interacting with. We're starting to see a shift where faith is once again being seen as a, v- a viable option to the the options that exist in this world. And I think this is a moment where the church needs to uh, learn how to communicate in a way that opens the door for people to hear the good news and to experience the good news as it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're listening and, uh, you know, you're listening on Spotify, I, I put a poll or a question on there, you know, what you think of the episode. Please, yeah. like, leave a comment there. Yeah. Email us at theologyjam at gmail.com if you have thoughts about this episode or uh, any other uh, topics you'd like us to discuss. Um, this has been a, this has been great. And, uh, this is, this will be airing, I think, September. Well, I think we're going to go oh. into our, our season two of Theology Jam. Oh, so this will be our, our kickoff for a, for Theology Jam, uh, 2023 season two. And, uh, you know, we, we, we want this podcast to grow and, and we, we enjoy doing it. This is a real highlight. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, highlight. a lot of fun. And I really am glad when we receive positive feedback. So please, you know, share, um, follow us on Facebook. We're going to try and get more involved on social media too, uh, in season two of Theology Jam. Yeah. And we've, uh, we've had some great guests yes. in, the, in the past, especially the last, you know, yeah. eight or so yeah. episodes. Really good. Really good guests. Don't, don't miss those. And we're, and we're looking forward to even having more in season yeah. two. So yeah. uh, thank you very much for your support. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs>